Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 120, RF Power, Antennas, and AC Current in Automotive Diagnostics, Part 1. I want to make it clear right up front, this is a kind of a pretty technical uh, podcast, this particular one, I should say, this episode. It's really certainly written and, and set up for technicians, but the reason I thought that I would you know, go ahead and make a podcast out of this and make it public is because, if nothing else, it gives you, the, the car owner, uh, kind of a more of an insight and uh, you know the things that automotive technicians are having to learn and go through so it might help you to have maybe a little bit better understanding of of uh, the technology we have to learn about and take on and certainly those of us old timers like myself uh, we certainly never thought uh, you know I've been doing this now professionally for 40 years and I certainly never really necessarily thought that uh, I was going to have to learn some of this stuff but you know, that's that's technology for you. That's the future. It's the way it is. So uh, this article, uh, again, this is uh, an article that I'm going to be reading from uh, verbatim. It's from uh, a, uh, a motor magazine, which is a, a trade magazine, automotive repair trade magazine. And the author is Gary Smith. So I want to give him credit. A uh, quick commercial before we get started. Uh, I, I certainly would appreciate any uh, donation or, or if you want to pay for a subscription to the podcast, which does get you a couple different advantages, which I'll talk about just in a second. But uh, to do that, if you Google uh, or if you go to Podbean um, as a website, or if you Google Brad Kyle's MotorWorks podcast and you go to the Podbean uh, version of it, which is who is uh, publishing it out to the world, uh, and go to my homepage there, you'll see in the upper right-hand corner where it says become a patron. And uh, I'm asking for $5 a month. You can certainly do less than that. You can do more. Uh, it can be a continual ongoing subscription or if you want to just uh, pay one time and download a bunch of stuff that I only make a number of the podcasts. I only make available to people who are willing to subscribe to it. Uh, the ones I've picked are ones that if you apply the knowledge that hopefully I impart on to you and my experience uh, in regards to car repair and the, again, the subjects of these different podcasts, if you apply it in your life, I know it will save you ten, thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime, as well as hopefully reducing frustration in regards to car repair. So uh, hopefully you'll take advantage of that. So here we go. Um, this is the first installment of a two-part article describes the importance of understanding the basics of RF signals, which means radio frequency. On a normal day of the commute with her new ride, Josie started to notice some weird behavior from her new car. It seems that every time she drives past a certain spot on her commute home or to work in the morning, the radar adaptive cruise control shuts itself off and the message radar unavailable pops up on the screen. As she explains this to the service advisor, she says that minutes later she sets the cruise control again and everything works just fine. When the driver syncs up their cell phone or iPad to the vehicle's infotainment interface via USB, Bluetooth, or Wi-Fi, all manner of AF, audio frequency, and RF, radio frequency, voice, video, and digital signals begin to fly around to their intended destinations 
in milliseconds. As technicians working on and diagnosing these modern marvels of technology, your knowledge of basic electrical principles and your electrical testing skills themselves will be tested now and in the near future. You will be assimilated. You will be rapidly inculcated into the vast worlds of RF wavelengths and magnetic energy. You will learn to measure inductance, frequency, and wavelengths as you will come to understand how and why balanced antennas work. You will study new electrical laws in terms like inductance, reactance, magnetic resonance, and how to measure the phase angle of a magnetically induced field of voltage and current on and around a wire or coil of wire. You will seek out further information on, I'm going to guess this one, Lissahus waveforms, the close coupling RF signals to an oscilloscope, and you will learn these things during the ongoing production, pressure, and heat of your diagnostic day. What a great technical challenge and the opportunity for us to grow. Further, you will be introduced to the principles of three-phase motor operation, H-bridges and AC current behavior, and you will learn them all. You will learn and understand things well beyond typical automotive linear 12-volt DC electrical flow. Oh yes, you will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. For these waves, all are here with us now. In every car we pull into the bays, rolling thinking software defined electrical mechanical symphonies that can come to a screeching halt when typical car things happen. This is our reality. Folks, RF is already up, all up in our grills, so to speak, literally. So let's dive in. All right, so RF waves, the carrier. RF waves exist in the atmosphere naturally. Visible light, sound waves, and RF waves are all around us. As RF waves oscillate in the atmosphere, they produce a microvoltage and current that uses air as the conductor and the load. At exceptionally low energy levels, these signals resonate and vibrate or propagate through the atmosphere with enough energy that they can be picked up with a resonating antenna, a coil or length of wire. The length or number of turns required is mathematically calculated to capture that resonance. Because certain frequencies or ranges of frequencies can be captured by the antenna coil, which is designed to resonate in the same frequency range as the signal carrier, the radio is able to capture these minute vibrations and then amplify and process that signal. The signal, whether video, voice, or data, is then modulated onto the carrier wave. The broadcast transmitter then separates the carrier wave from the data and electrically pushes the voice, video, or data out over the airwaves, as they say. The electrical power, voltage pressure, and current of the transmitter transmitter pushing out of the antenna is balanced to the antenna itself, usually against either a 50 or 300 ohm load. The transmitter and antenna must be finely tuned so that no excess RF voltage or current exists after the transmission. Otherwise, the principles of magnetic inductive reflection send all that unused RF voltage and current back to the transmitter that sent it, essentially cooking and destroying the transmitter's final amplifier, driver, with heat damage. This same principle is in play with all CAN, flex ray, and communication networks with a balanced 60 ohm load antenna. So to learn the basics of RF is to understand modern day cars and how they tick. This physical mechanism of RF magnetic energy's behavior is known as magnetic inductive reflection. This mechanism is usually what fries an automotive PCM or BCM's driver circuit when it fails. 
RPCM sensor circuits, CAN and flex ray networks, and even mixed power output controls for fuel pumps and throttle motors are all predicated on this technology. The modulation of signals onto carrier waves, the decoding and recoding of return message, and an output transmission. Think biased sensor lines, or again, CAN bus idle voltages, where 2.5 volts DC is our carrier, and the node transmits on that signal to the balanced 60 ohm antenna. Yes, CAN is actually a closed-loop radio system with transmitters, receivers, modulated signals, and all. The difference is the PCM CAN signals we measure are broadcast over copper wires, not through the air. Until now, today's vehicles have all that data and power going over the wires, but increasingly, these same signals and data packets are flying around in the air we breathe, inside and outside of the vehicle. It is not all on measurable wires anymore. Encoded data signals and their history's relevance to fixing cars in 2021. The first commonly used encoded data was sent in the form of dots and dashes, a.k.a. dits and daws, known to amateur radio CW operators as the encoded language of Morse code. Dits and daws were modulated by making and breaking connections with a high-voltage transformer known as a spark transmitter using a switch-style circuit key with a spring-loaded pad and base to make and break the connection, as breaker points do. Crude receivers with hand-wound coils, hand-wound resistors, and foil capacitors and transformers were then fashioned to demodulate the code from the carrier wave and hear the code audibly. Today, Morse code still forms the basis for all pulsed or periodic data transmissions over electrical and magnetic RF mediums, including in automotive, marine, and aerospace platforms. From early spark gap transmitters to vacuum tubes, then on to the transistor and now the embedded IC chip and nanotechnology, these devices still perform all of the base functions of the early 1910 through 1930 communication systems the same way. Why is Morse code relevant? Because nearly 100% of what we diagnose today is squarely rooted in basic RF signaling. Morse code principles and related electrical laws. That's why. Okay. So that's the end of that one. Just a real quickie. Um, but again, you know, a person would go, well, what do I care about all that, Brad? I, you know, I just want to drive my car. Well, okay. Just, again, trying to give you, a, you know, if you listen to this particular podcast, it's giving you... Uh, hopefully an insight into what those of us that are working on cars and doing this kind of work it's it's giving you an insight into what we're having to learn about and deal with uh, potentially on a daily basis especially if someone is strictly a diagnostician that's all they do all day Um, this is becoming just you know known uh, type information and it's stuff that we're again we're having to learn all the time so I hope this one, uh, it's kind of quick, it was a little technical. Uh, I hope it kind of maybe opened your, your eyes and ears, so to speak, a little bit to what those of us that work on cars are having to learn every day. And uh, I don't know, you know, maybe it gives you a little bit more of appreciation of the challenges that we go through and, and you know, what it is you're paying for as far as diagnostic time. It's not just, uh, you know, uh, water pumps and, and pistons and, and fuel injection and, uh, alternators and starters and things like that there's there's a lot more going on so I appreciate you t- uh, listening I appreciate your time and uh, you know again uh, be would really be thankful if you check into becoming a subscriber that would be uh, really good to help support the podcast and my continuing education and 
and uh, again you know save yourself some money along the way so appreciate you listening i hope you have a great day and a fantastic tomorrow and thank you again thank you for listening to this episode it's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you i hope you found this of value please share it with family and friends above all else with all you're getting get understanding may god bless you and keep you and thank you again